TJ, yes. I figure I've learned if I just keep my finger on the screen and it doesn't not allow not move out. the screen whatsoever, it won't time out. I mean, I'm sure I could just go into adjust my settings, but you know. Oh, certainly. Yeah. There's all kinds of things because. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm not gonna do that. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Robin and I got new phones, um, and it's weird when you get because like an iPhone. Not that you're getting the same thing every time, but it's. Very close, close to yeah. what you had before. On Android, if you jump around, like Robin and I kind of tend to do, I think if you added up everything, we've had more Samsungs than anything else, but we have had other phones. And this last one, we had the Google Pixel 2, and that for both of us was pro- probably our favorite phone that we've ever had. Yeah. So even though the new Samsung that we have is... Better in every way, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, from a technical standpoint and everything else, um, there are still things we miss about the Pixel, and a lot of it would come down to, well, just get in there and start messing with the settings and make them the way the Pixel was set up. We won't do it. Yeah, no. It's no, just like a, that sounds exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll have to go through menus and. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I still haven't even. I don't. How long ago did I get this? I think I've had it a month. Uh, Matt, if you're listening, was it about a month. Because uh, he, he could certainly tell you more better than I can, and I still haven't even like made my home page yet. <laughs> yeah, those apps are I still, all over the place. They're all over the place. There's still stuff that I use mm-hmm. daily that is in the in the menu that I don't even have on a fucking top window, <laughs> and I scroll to it every time. I won't even take the two seconds it'll take to press on it and drag it into a yeah. uh, one of the main screens. So I'll be fucked if I'm gonna go on and start messing with settings. <laughs> all right. Good opening. Yeah. <laughs> Old men bitching about technology. Yeah, I'm, I just realized that. That's exactly yeah. what that sounded like. Uh, I'm not going to learn anything new. Although I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, it's still, I'm sure, very rudimentary. Um, uh, I have sort of learned Mac OS this year. Oh, nice. Not to any... I still... Just, just to the degree that I can use it. Whenever I have to use Andrea's... Like Mac for anything, I'm always like right clicking. I'm like, this doesn't do anything on yeah. this. I forget that. It's, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I started trying to figure out this past week WordPress. Oh, yeah. Man, that's a. I thought that was super user friendly. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> user friendly to someone who knows what they're doing? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not, it's not, oh, I mean, I'm not like writing fucking lines of code or anything, but I'm right, still that's like. That's the whole idea. I'm still like, how do I make that text bigger? <laughs> How do I how do I make this picture on just a Excel? Little bit? There's a little drop down. Why isn't there a drop down? Yeah, exactly. It's just going to a different menu and finding it. But it's yeah. like, oh, it's it's a whole new language type of thing for me. Mm. I'm getting there. I've been diddling with it for like two days now. There's probably Ho- really good. Hopefully, tutorials. by the time January second comes along, it'll be ready. Oh yeah, that's what you're doing. I forgot about. I wasn't tying the two together. Yes. What you were doing? Yes. Uh, uh, Excellent. Yeah. 
I, this uh, is going to be quite a project, my, isn't it? My new blog. Yeah. You're going to make a, a project out of this. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'll spoil it here. I, I've probably talked about it before, but yes. Uh, I think that we kind of started. Yes. Well, the genesis came from just talking about it. Yeah. Last. Oh, the genesis was the T-shirt you gave me last year, the Paul Thomas Anderson T-shirt. Really? Yes, because that had me. That got me started. Like, oh, I'll watch all his films this year, and then it's like, oh, I'll watch all his. I liked his '90s films a lot. I should watch all kinds of oh. '90s films. Which, by the way, I have a Blu-ray of Hard Eight finally arriving oh. from fucking Australia. <laughs> There's an imprint out of Australia called Imprint, um, apt, where they release some really interesting like films, like Night Falls on Manhattan, and just. Stuff, I mean, it's, it's a, by definition, boutique Blu-ray label. Do they have the Jerry Lewis clown one? Oh, no, no one will ever have that fucking thing. <laughs> what was it called? Uh, the Day the, the Clown, clown Ride. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like I said, this is the world, this is the only Blu-ray of Heart 8 in the world. Hmm. And it comes with, like, the commentary tracks from the original DVD pressing, which is, like, a hundred bucks to find. So, I'm very, it's taking forever to arrive, I ordered it on Black Friday. But yeah, with this imprint, they do they do like fifteen hundred print runs, so they sell out fucking quick. Like it was gone two days later; it wasn't available anymore. Now that is uh, an impressive uh, limited edition sort of thing get for you, but it is not the best one that I have learned about today. Oh from yes. You. <laughs> yes, we had our little uh, Christmas before. Uh, we started recording, and one of the things that Dan managed to score, which was the hit of the day, um, by Robin made, and I at made least. Made Robin a bit weepy. Yes. Um, Dan got his hands on, uh, we talked about it back when it was happening, um, when Taylor Swift released Folklore, she had autographed, how, I don't know how many. Not um, many, but they were, but and they were only for they, independent yeah, stores. Yeah, and sent them to only independent stores, and Bull Moose was one of those stores. And Dan was able to get his hands on one uh, of a signed CD uh, of Folklore. And the thing that makes it cooler is that she was able to sign them, and then it gets the rap. yes. I loved that, that it was signed inside the case. Yeah, (laughs) so it still has, you know, the regular CD uh, packaging with the sticker on the outside and everything, but the autograph is on, I think, on the the slip. The sleeve, yeah. Yeah, Uh, not on the outer casing, so. Yeah, because you always worry about that they're going to be signing the cellophane. Yeah, and that's... that stuff, it's like... But it's not. She signed the paper Mm -hmm. uh, cover, so... Uh, it's under two layers of plastic, and Robin said, should we take it out of the plastic? And I said, no. Why would you? <laughs> Why would you? You're not going to listen to it. I don't even know if we have a device capable of it. <laughs> I, well, have a, I, I have guess, a CD player in my car, and I have one in my record player. That's I guess it. the PlayStation would play it, right? Would it? I think so. It I, must. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever actually played a music CD in my PlayStation. Why would you? PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, I've played them in Blu-ray players, but... <laughs> yes, I guess the car. Yeah, the cars have CD players, mm-hmm. which is weird. Still, that yeah. they still even bother. Yeah. yeah it's funny because Andrew is actually talking about because she starts working in Bangor again in January. So, our plan right now is she's going to take the Camry because mm-hmm. that gets like 40 fucking five miles to the goddamn gallon right. compared to the Jeep, which is like 20. Right. And she's like, So, do you think your that car will Bluetooth to my 
my phone. I'm like, Camry's an old person car. Like, that doesn't have a fucking Bluetooth. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't even have a thing for an auxiliary cord. Which is weird to think, because it's a 2011, which is old, but still in the time of auxiliary cords yeah. being a thing. I'm like... You have your you have a CD player if you want to play anything. Robbins is a twenty fifteen, I think, and doesn't have yeah. audio Bluetooth. Like it has, you can do your phone, but yeah. not like you can't play audio files through the. Mm-hmm. Which is, whenever it's my turn to take her car, I'm always like, Shit. yeah. Although I do like driving her car. It's like driving a go kart. <laughs> um. Oh, but yeah, we never actually said what, the... what I'm doing in January. Oh, um, yeah. There, it will be the um, the website domain is taken care of. Um, the website is www.hbo2frontrow.com. Uh, and the, the website will be called From HBO to Front Row, where I discuss 90s movies and the, the effect they had on me coming of age between the ages of 15 and 25. Hmm. Those uh, very clear, um, you know steps in growing up right there the stages where you where you become independent and think you know everything and then very quickly learn you know nothing <laughs> um and the, the films that had the effect and uh the first two films that will actually be because i'm going to be going in yearly order uh the first two films that will be being discussed are the opposing messages uh given to you from goodfellas and pump up the volume <laughs> The, I found a way to connect those two movies. I guess '90s would be a little would be for '90s for us, like how old we were even in 1990. Well, it um, falls right into that sweet spot. We were 15 to 25. Yeah, because um, I was thinking about in context to the people that I spend uh, my work days with, mm-hmm. who are between the ages of 10 and 14. Yeah, and I think about like. They're not, because when you said like how it influenced you and how it made you the person that you are and stuff, that's not what, they, they're not watching a bunch of movies. They have access to them. Yeah, but that's but not what, they, they're, they're watching YouTube. They're watching YouTube. And, and they all they're, want fucking Logan Paul. Yeah. Or whatever the other Paul is. One fights. I think they both fight. I hope they both get their asses kicked. I mean, they gotta fight someone other than Nate Robinson, but. One of them's fighting, uh... Um, like Merriweather or yeah. something. Is it, yeah. That's He's going to get going, killed. That's not going I don't care. Out. I don't even know how old Floyd Mayweather, Merriweather. I don't know. I don't even know how old it he is. Matter. It doesn't matter. He's going to get killed. Yeah. Um, yeah you, can, you, you can knock out five foot eight Nate Robinson all you yeah. want, you know. Just because you're an athlete doesn't make you a boxer. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, he, he. They're watching that. They're watching, uh, like, Colin. Colin watches other people playing. Mm-hmm games like playing minecraft and stuff yeah um they're not they're not getting i hate to it get all again old man yeah. like we look what we were watching was high art but well, compared to fucking once. yeah but um, <laughs> yeah. i mean i mean at that at that well, that's age, the thing though too though it's like of. the other op, you know they don't even have like we didn't have tv the way they have tv right now. so it's like you know, I could go on and on about how good fellows, I mean, not good fellows, how good times really opened me up to the urban minority yep. life, you know, lifestyle, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not the same, obviously. No, and, and the, the funny thing is that they, that 
they have access to more than we ever did. Oh, by far. Which I think and might they... also be kind of a detriment. Because oh, definitely, because it becomes... It's not like you watched Good Goodfellas once and then never saw it again. Same with right. Pump Up the Volume. You right. Know? You watched that a bunch because it was on HBO all month long. Right. And then six months later, it was on HBO all month long again. Well, and to your point about the TV shows, if I had had the choice of every TV show in the world, I would never have gone, I wonder if Good Times is any good. Yeah. It was on. That Yeah, exactly. It was on every afternoon at 3.30 or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Right before G.I. Joe. Yep. <laughs> so, I've seen every episode of Good Times. Yeah, but yeah, if it's not something if I was flipping through Netflix, I'm not. Right. I wouldn't have at the age of that. ten, you never would have stopped at good times. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so I'll be doing every every month. I'll be doing at least one like really good deep dive into a movie or two, and then at least once a week, I'll just do a movie review from the nineties of something that I've watched because I've spent the past year watching about almost three hundred of them. So I've Jeez. got I've got the backlog ready. <laughs> it's good to go. <laughs> so now I've just been like formatting the website and it's not going to be massive bells and whistles <laughs> by any means but just me getting the fucking title to the right size took like two hours type of thing did you at did you at all compare it to squarespace i did um i might eventually switch over but this one just looked a little bit easier at the start because the, the only thing i really know about squarespace is that paul Shear. i know yeah endlessly right you know talks about that on every podcast he does um so but at this moment, because it's like, oh, you can also sell stuff from it. I'm like, right now I have nothing to sell. Right. <clears throat> so it's more, I just wanted something that was a little bit more capable than like Blogspot. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I used to use. Right. Way back in the day. But yeah, um, but I wanted to make sure I could embed videos. I've already, um, it's linked to a Spotify playlist uh -huh. of, of all the, of a bunch of really cool 90s soundtrack songs. Um, but I've also created an Instagram account for it and a Twitter account for it. Whoa. Yeah. I, I did some work that's, this week. That's It's now legit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, over the next week I'll get the first article uploaded to it and ready to launch. Um, yeah, because I probably won't do it on New Year's Day. <laughs> that just seems like I might have other things to do that morning. I don't know. <laughs> but would you? Um, I, I What I think I'll actually do is I'll probably be releasing new content on Tuesdays. Okay. Since that was always new release day at Movie Gallery. Slash front row video. Yeah, and that's the that's the whole point behind the titles. I went from watching movies all the time on HBO right. to when I first when I first started working there it was called Front Row Video. And I rented shit all the time. So That one was? Yep. Yeah. They were all still technically they all still had the front row video signage when I started working there. And then what was it? Movie gallery. There wasn't anything in between there? Some of them I mean, might have been. Um what was it when I lived right there? It was a uh, movie gal. No, I think it was End Days Front Row. When you like, yeah, right at that time, I yeah. do too. I now I'm, I think I'm kind of remembering the because yeah, the, the, the changeover. Yeah, when the signage got put up and we got all we had to yeah. reach. Oh Christ, that was that was a long fucking day when we had to go and do all, change all the inserts from Front Row Video inserts to oh, movie yeah. gallery inserts. And you know you've only got like a couple thousand movies to do it too. Right, that was a long fucking day. But yeah, I'm going to be talking about that shit. It's when you hire temps off the street. Just open the door. Hey, uh, you want 10 bucks? <laughs> no, no, it's nothing like that. You got late fees, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone that comes in. Come on in. Work those off. That is one hour of stuffing these things. Yep. 
Actually, that'd be a great <laughs> little promotion. Yep. Get rid of your late fees through slave labor. Yep. <laughs> you want to be an indentured servant? Now you can. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely got me jonesing, though, for the days of movie stores, though. I wish movie stores were still feasible to, like, run and operate, because I would totally love to open up a tiny one in Dover, just essentially using my own movie collection. <laughs> yeah, like... But it would be a financial disaster. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it would be... You You would end up being, like, like a, a rare bookstore yeah, type thing. Yeah, which can't operate is, in right, Dover Foxcroft. <laughs> would be rough to find yeah. uh, multiple people a day that are like, hey, do you have a copy of the first pressing of... Yeah, do you do, do you have a lection on Criterion? Yeah. Why, yes, I do. Come <laughs> on in. By, don't get the app, though, because it's also available there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see that. But that's the case of almost all of it. Like, yeah, it's, it's like you would need fellow nerds like me who want to just come in and look at movie racks yeah. for hours. And discuss the films of Ingar Bergman or something, you know? And occasionally buy something. Not gonna happen in Dover. Yeah, it's right. essentially I would have to own the place from High Fidelity. Yeah. You know. And that was before the vinyl like re <laughs> relaunch, really. So it's just like, yeah. And I can't afford to pay an employee. You're just gonna have to wanna come <laughs> in and hang out and talk stuff. Right. You're a nerd with a few free hours, and you're, come on in. And you're only you're only open when I'm here. Yeah. <sighs> But anyway. Yeah, so look for that starting in January. I'll definitely post something on the Potato League page. How's that going, by the way, the page? I use it to still post articles. Cool. Yeah. Good for us. Yeah, or like if I'm like, oh, hey, I want to talk about that, I'll post it so I remember. But that's about it. So I know you haven't, but I watched Tenet last night. I would have watched the goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Best Buy? This, this happened the last time I ordered something from them as well. I don't want to go to Bangor all the goddamn time. Right. So I'm just like, okay, I live 40 minutes away from the closest Best Buy. And every once in a while I'll have... The only reason I do is because every once in a while I'll get a $5 certificate yes. that I have to use up. Yes. Otherwise I just... If I'm going to get something in mail, I'm going to do it from Bull Moose. Because you can order a shit ton from Bull Moose and it's there in like two days at your house. Yeah. From like four different stores. Yeah. Um... Whereas Best Buy, I ordered Tenant mm-hmm. because I wanted it, and I had a coupon, and they had it on sale, the 4K on sale, so I'm like, cool, I'll order it from them. Now, I ordered it, like, last Saturday, and I didn't want to pay for it to arrive on street date, because that would have cost $10 shipping. Right. So, and it says Wednesday, free. So I'm like, I can wait an extra day. Well, the fucking thing didn't even ship out until Thursday and it shipped out of a warehouse in like Kentucky maybe they were thinking it was uh, like next Wednesday <laughs> well, they're saying it will now arrive on Monday yeah. but I'm just like that's just tomorrow I know but it's, it's still like in this day I know it's whiny but in this day and age yeah why can't you get me that in a couple days especially it's like I get that all website orders ship out from warehouses with big companies like like, but Bull Moose, if they're like, okay, we have this in three stores, we're going to ship out from the one closest to you. That's the way Old Navy does it. Yeah. Uh, and when you order something from Old Navy, if they have it in Bangor, you have it the next day. Yeah. Because they just pull it from that. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it still has the ink thing on it. Yeah. Best Buy does not do that. <laughs> so you're yeah. stuck waiting and waiting and waiting. Because, yeah, I really wanted to talk Tenant this week. Yeah. 
um, it being the only major 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 theatrical release of the entire year. We really. got one coming next week. What comes out next? Wonder Woman. But it also comes out. <laughs> yeah, it also. I won't be watching it at the theater as we talked about last right. week. I'll be watching it from home. Yeah. Whereas Tenant was nope, theaters only. Right. Which it doesn't surprise me that Christopher Nolan's a bit of a wank when it comes to this stuff. Um, no. He seems like he. I mean, he's an amazing filmmaker, but yes, I have no trouble believing that he's a bit of a wank. He's like, no, my my movies need to be shown in theaters. Oh yeah. Oh right. Um, and that that's part of what makes him great. So. Yeah. And Warner Brothers okay kind of caved into that, and theaters opened up for like a <laughs> play this movie, and no one saw it. Right. It did not do well theatrically. It couldn't. Yeah. It couldn't possibly. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand the point. Um. Probably everything that you've heard about it is accurate. Mm-hmm. It's really good, mm-hmm. but it's crazy confusing. Oh yeah, well it's it's you most of his films that aren't Dark Knight films, they are all time related. Yeah, you have to watch them at least two or three times but before this, you're catching everything. This one is and I am I don't think I'm just saying this cuz I just watched it. It's the most confusing on a first watch. Yeah. Because and the way I was describing it to Robin was uh you know how we watch a lot of them you watch a movie and it's so dumb that you're just like, I just have to shut. Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Just shut your brain off. Yeah. Don't keep going. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. Why did they do that? Yeah. Who the hell would say that? Just shut your brain off and mm-hmm. because it's so stupid. This is a tenet is shut your brain off for the opposite reason. <laughs> if you spend too much time trying to understand mm-hmm. the physics, yeah. you're missing the movie. About two-thirds of the way in, I just stopped trying to figure out who was going where and, and yeah. what timeline was what. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to watch the shit go down. And it's still, I mean, you can still follow it, but, like, if you're trying to make sense of everything yeah. that's happening, you'll drive do, yourself Do that nuts. on your second and third viewing. <laughs> yeah, and I also, and then, of course, I watched, like, three or four, like, breakdown-type videos at the end. Yeah, I've, so, been, I've been reading a lot of um, movie criticism a lot lately because it's like if I'm going to do to movie prime re- yourself if I'm going to do movie reviews on this site I want to be more than just like hey you know that film was really fucking cool yeah I know how to talk about movies but usually when I'm talking about movies it's a dialogue yeah um it's been a long time since I've written academically a about anything right and honestly I fucking hate writing academically about anything it's just it's not my thing you know I'm I can discuss whatever book you want to fucking talk about, but I'm not going to do it from a academic standpoint because it just makes me want to punch people. I like uh, writing short essays, mm. like under a thousand words. Yeah, exactly, and that's what a lot of this will be. This website will be, but I'm also going to write reviews, so I want to be able to write. I I, I picked up like some stuff by A.O. Scott, who's the movie critic for the Times, a couple other people, um, and just read what they read what they wrote to kind of get their feel for it and have that balance between talking a little bit about the craft and a little bit about how it made you feel because that that's that's always been more of interest to me is how a movie made you feel yeah then why yes roger deakins cinematography is brilliant in this and blah 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 and look at the way this lens uses this cool but did it give you a reaction that's more interesting to me 
I uh, I have gotten really interested, especially just since we've started doing this, which has been quite a while now. But um, in so in the past five years or so, way more into what the person making the film what did did everything for like what, yeah. why was the camera there and why that and, was an interesting choice to do that and, and Christopher Nolan's actually a good choice for that type of topic because yeah. his movies have always been about I mean and they talked about it a lot and some of the stuff I've read about Tenant is if you've seen Memento it's a bit of a primer for you for this film oh 100% yeah, yeah. and it's like that was his like second fucking movie release <laughs> you know well, after a very you know artsy film following which had a very tiny release it's like he burst on the scene with memento and he's been obsessed with timeline and perception ever since well there there is a time uh component in every movie except for the batman ones Mm -hmm. from memento on yeah right i I mean, mean even something like dunkirk which is well, yeah, because the most people time, think of it, it looks like a straight-ahead war flick, it's but not. it's not. You don't realize until it's not revealed until quite a ways into it that you're watching that all the events you're seeing are not happening at the same time. Yeah. So he messes, and that's the least that he screws with time. <laughs> yeah. Like and even between, that, it's only really evident if you're listening to the audio cues. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Which most people aren't paying that much. a good score. You're not supposed to be paying too much attention to. It's Was just, it? One hour, one day, and one week? Is that Something like that, Something yeah. like that. The three stories were happening. Um, but Memento is a... It's backwards in, like, ten-minute sections. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Inception has the whole, you know, ten seconds on this dream layer is mm-hmm. ten minutes on the next dream layer. Then the whole thing with, Incep- with uh, mm-hmm. Interstellar, with the... Being on the planet for an hour made her daughter a hundred years old or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Dunkirk with the three different timeline things going on. Tenet is the most confusing. Yeah. But we've got a director who is clearly obsessed with time. Yes. Why? You know, I actually just picked up on... Um, I've been a, thinking about that since last night. He has a, a new book just recently came out called Christopher Nolan Visit, uh, Visitations or something like that. He comes to your house? I wish. <laughs> um have to get out the good china. Well, we'd um, have to... Is there another chair over there? <laughs> the folding... Just, I'd, I'd give him this chair. I'd, let, I'd take the folding chair for him. Um, slide the portable heater out of the way. Which uh, I'll definitely be... I'll be reading it at some point. Again, I've got too much to read. But it's, you know, talking about all his films and, you know, <laughs> why he's... Why most directors... I mean, it, it goes right even down to Scorsese, who's jumped through a whole bunch of different genres. Now, this is written by him? No. No, but oh. it's, it's like a book about his... He, say, it's not, un, it's not unauthorized. It's not unauthorized, but it's, you know... But he couldn't be shilling for it. No. Because I, I couldn't picture that. I was like, I can't picture him doing yeah. that. But, you know, almost every great not director yet. gets a book like that at some point. Yeah. Uh, it just happened this past season. Both him and Paul Thomas Anderson got one. So is... Uh, Tenet included in I believe it? so, yes. I, I didn't want to flip through it in case I got spoiled. Sure. Um, but I mean, Scorsese's always dealt with themes of guilt and redemption through all of his films. Yes. Um, the one thing I can say, uh, and this that's not gives, doesn't give anything away uh, also, is that uh, we talked about how uh, 
it, I think it was you and I, that uh, John David Washington, every once in a while you just kind of remember that it's Denzel's kid. Mm-hmm. You will not have that problem in this movie. Oh, yeah. Because now that he's playing... Because, like, in Black Klansman, he's playing a character in a certain place at a certain time. Mm-hmm. So there's more acting on the, you know, changing his voice and yeah. the way he talks and his mannerisms. In this, there are a bunch of times you're like, oh, hello, Denzel. <laughs> ah, there we go. Yeah. So, and it, it's still great. He's great. Um, Robert Pattinson's great. As usual, the entire cast is awesome. Uh, every Nolan movie is yeah. like that. Even, even the ones that are shit in other things, he seems to know... He knows how to put people in their wheelhouse, I and he's, guess. he's got that pedigree, too, where people want to work with him. Oh, 100%. I mean, there's no other director out there right now that a major studio shells out $200 million on a budget for, for something that isn't a sequel. A franchise. Or a franchise yeah. film. Something that they know they're going to... And this is the first one that hasn't done financially well, and it's that's out of his hands. Yeah, that and that's it's never going to be held against this yeah. movie. I mean, if someone had said Interstellar would have gone on to be like a $500 million movie, I'd been like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, and, and well, put it this way. If uh, Tenet and Inception, if he had made Tenet eight years ago and Inception this year, Inception would have done shitty this summer. Yeah. And Tenet would be a, you know, the... million dollar film. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's... it's th- That's never going to get held against yeah. this movie or him, uh, certainly for the, you know, the next round of whatever he comes up with. Um, I wonder if he's just going to keep making these types of things and I wonder if he... This is a three-part question... If he's going to keep keep going with the time thing, and or if he's, because he feels like he needs to keep making them more complicated, mm-hmm. or would he ever go back to, not specifically Batman, but something... Mm, like a palate cleanser of some sort. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I kind of hope so. Those, those are the directors that are often more interesting to me. The ones that, like... Because again, like Scorsese, I'm gonna, you know, made Taxi Driver, yeah, made fucking Mean Streets, made these brutal street level '80s movies, then went and did Goodfellas in the '90s, another mob movie. But in the meantime, also made The Last Temptation of Christ, yeah, uh, made Hugo. Hugo. Um, yeah, there's the directors that really I find interesting are the ones that kind of. Steve or so- Steven Soderbergh is utterly fascinating to me because that dude makes like a movie a year and they're all over the fucking place. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the one I shot on my iPhone. All right. <laughs> yeah. Good on you, man. I'm going to make another Ocean's Eleven movie. Okay. I just wonder with Nolan if like, because Batman is the reason for his, the aforementioned uh, blank check. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you, you make so, a studio a couple billion dollars. Yeah, so I, I don't... That motivation's certainly not there anymore. Yeah. or Because you know, he simply doesn't need it. Um, but I wonder if... I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some sort of franchise that like he could drop into. I mean, the, the easy one is Marvel. but I think, I'd, I'd honestly love to see him make a Bond movie. Yeah, something like that. Yes, yeah, perfect. Um, uh, he, he's British, yes. so therefore it's in his blood. Yeah. But he's, he's got that stent sense of style, right? 
that I'm like, I bet he could make a very unique Bond film. Or if he made a Mission Impossible. Yeah. Because yeah. um, for a while, until McQuarrie <laughs> kind of took over, they were doing... Oh, God, yeah, I don't even want to get onto that. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Tom Cruise went on like a two-minute rant because someone broke COVID protocol on the filming of Mission Impossible 7. It's brutal, and I fucking loved every... It's, it's something you've wanted to yell at people out in the streets, at stores... Since this started. The funny thing is that uh, by, like, because I think of what it's like at the school or what, uh, uh, any place like that, like, what had, the thing that he flipped his lid over, yeah, which was uh, two people that were masked were less than six feet apart. Yeah. And that's what he, and he fucking loses his shit. And I'm thinking, man, if we could stay six feet apart at the middle school, that would be like, yeah. <laughs> that is a dream that could never, ever, ever happen. Yep. But, uh, yeah, and the other thing I saw a lot of this week was, uh, let's not praise Tom Cruise too much. He's still the face of a oh, yeah. horrifying uh, faux religion that harms thousands of people. Yeah, but you take your wins where you can. Yeah, right, that's what I say, and yeah. that's and that's it's also he's yelling at someone for the right reason. Let's <laughs> commend him on that. Uh, and it's the same thing with, um, and maybe it's because I have the privilege to, I guess, but I can over I can also overlook what a fucking weirdo he is mm -hmm. to enjoy his movies, and I can't do that with everyone. Yeah. Um, Maybe that makes me a bad person. I don't know. <laughs> no, but cause, I mean, it's I have that struggle every time. Like I want to watch Chinatown. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking yeah, watch it. I know every time because I love Chinatown. See, I haven't been able to. But yeah, it's like I haven't uh, watched any. I haven't watched any Polanski since. I mean, that was hard since enough, too. it was when he showed up at the very end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh Quentin, did you have to put him in the film? Right. I realize it's not the Roman Polanski. It's but, a guy playing. Polanski. Yeah, but that's what you're doing. Oh, but yeah, the guy's made a career's worth of really good fucking movies. Oh yeah, he's a horrible human being at times, but yep. <sighs> Nobody's ever just one thing. Nope. You can be a monster and a really good director at the yep. same time. Sometimes one is necessary for the other. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, give Christopher Nolan a Bond film. Make that happen. Yeah, Mission, something... Or Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Where, I, I bet he could do an amazing just heist film in general. I mean, Inception is essentially a heist film. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it is. But. Um, he would also... You know, he would make a good... I think he could make a good animated... Mm. Like, he would... I bet he would make a good animated Christmas movie. Yeah. I bet it'd be fucking weird. But we need those. Uh, yeah. We need some weird Christmas films. Because I hate so many of them. Yeah. I hate so many Christmas movies. And, and that's why I was so glad that, that Klaus came out last year. I was like, my God, there's finally like a good Christmas movie. Because yeah. all of the, especially like the, uh, oh, like the Caravan of Garbage, they've been doing the Santa Claus ones. Like, Jesus, oh. just fucking shoot me into yeah. the sun. Tonight, Andrea and I are going to watch the new one that's on Hulu. The one with Kristen Stewart and Dan Levy. Oh, yeah. I've heard it's okay, yeah. but she's really heavily into Dan Levy right now yeah, as, yeah. as we zoom through Shit's Creek. So, yeah. 
Might as well. Robin has is just smoking the field now. Oh, her, I'm Andrea's mother watches all the um, Hallmark ones like nonstop this time of year, and I'm like, yeah. I remember when we were there for Christmas last year, and they just played in the background on time. We were there for like six hours. I don't know when the movies would stop and switch <laughs> to other ones. Is this the same family? I'm like, when did generic movie guy yeah. wearing the Christmas sweater part his hair differently? Yeah. Or did he get a haircut? Is he dating a blonde now? I thought it was a brunette. <laughs> I thought the the yeah the the bubbly smart girl who's super pretty but can't get her life together and goes back home to the country goes back she fails in the city and even though she's clearly super talented uh goes back to live with her parents and meets her yeah i thought she was blonde <laughs> wasn't she taller I, I read a meme yesterday where they're like i want to i want to see one of these hallmark movies where a, a country where a, a country living guy who loves christmas moves to the city and is taught to hate christmas by his big city girlfriend Just reverse the plot, and you've got an anti-Christmas film. Well, but you know what? I'd watch that movie. Yeah, and then some—I saw another thing where somebody put like all the covers to these, like in a grid, and it was—it was scary how identical they all looked. It's like dude in Christmas sweater, girl in Christmas sweater, standing next to each other, with a country scene in the background. You know, and maybe a Christmas tree. And maybe a tree. Yeah. So yeah, it's well, a, it's a time where it's like I like watching some holiday films, but do you want to test this out? It's very few and far between. What are we testing out? Let's just go to this page and go to. Oh, Noel watched that last year. Oh my god, that sucked. That was not good. That was terrible. And that, that should have been good for a thousand different reasons. Yes, cast, uh, plot, just the basic. the The premise is great. Yeah, it just sucks. Yeah. Um, they gave it to someone who could not direct a film. What was I looking at? Where there was just a whole row of what exactly what you're talking about? I bet if you about. just search like Hallmark and Christmas, it's gonna throw the entire. I know. At you. Uh, Tuesday, I'm gonna have to watch. I think the same 45 minutes of Christmas Chronicles two, <laughs> four times. That should be grand. I think. I think that's the plan. And that movie's terrible. The That's first what I've one, heard. the first one, I did not. Everyone loved and got good reviews, and I did not care for it. It was okay. I think I gave it like a three because it was in the year. It came out the same year as Klaus. Last yeah, it was yeah, last, last year. year. Uh, you know that year ago. Um, but I didn't think it was very good. In the second one, I couldn't even watch it, and Robin said it was just terrible. Mm. Um, but yeah, long story short, I'm going to watch it like four times on Tuesday. Ooh, my rainy's black bottom is yeah. on Netflix. Excellent. I do want to watch it. Yeah. I don't know if I can yet. Oh. I watched, you know, after watching The Five Bloods, I've, I've broken that. Okay, you can you, now watch. You, De- you can now watch dead Ch- Chadwick Boseman films. Uh, like I haven't watched. I haven't watched any Marvel rewatch that mm-hmm. has him in it. Which is weird because that makes up a lot of them. Because I like I watch Civil War a lot and I watch the Infinity ones a lot. Here's Christmas Chronicle 2 right yep. there. Well, and Dash and Lily. Holidate. Oh. I heard that's just the worst. Oh, Emma Roberts and the dude from the remake of Point Break. <laughs> Always a good sign. Who did he play in Point the remake of Point Break? I think Break, he was probably, think? I don't know, Bodie maybe? Bodie. I don't know. Um, 
screen the uh, pitch meeting just did Point Break last <laughs> awesome. week. Awesome, pretty good. Let's see if we can. I never search this way, but is there? Can you go to like a? I'll just go Christmas movies. Yeah. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it must have that heard you. <laughs> There's a oh, it's just—it's because it's popular searches right now. Yeah. So it's the Christmas Chronicle ones. Klaus. See, there's Klaus right there. DreamWorks Holiday Classics, A Troll's yeah, this Holiday. Is, this is going to be too much work. This is going to be more work than I wanted. Elf Pets, Santa's Reindeer Rescue. Can't wait for wow. that one. Um, there was another one on Disney that I thought we were going to watch. Yeah, because we were supposed to watch one this weekend, but we didn't, because we were supposed to watch one every Saturday. That lasted two Saturdays. <laughs> But it's quite a few on Disney. Um, how did we get there? I don't know. Don't <laughs> uh, speaking of Disney, uh, we have both watched Mandalorian in its entirety now. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so from here on out, spoilers for Mandalorian yeah. season finale. Um, or the last two, anyway. Because we, uh, I watched... The next to last one, Friday night, and then we watched the finale yesterday afternoon. Um, it was interesting because between when it premiered and when I watched it, I never got anything spoiled, mm. but the reactions were uh, varied. The one that like bef- that I saw before I watched it was a picture of like Kevin Smith had tweeted out a right. picture of him crying. And I'm like, oh, God, what happens? <laughs> and, what happens? Well, see, and that's the one that Robin was talking about. Because and... Andrea, like, flat out was like, if they kill Baby Yoda, yeah. <laughs> I'm not watching the show anymore. Uh, and I'm like, they're not going to kill Baby Yoda. No. It's fucking, he's their cash cow right now. Right. But they changed his status quo. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Um should we jump right to the end? Yeah, might as well. Okay, so uh, the a couple things about the the Luke reveal. Uh, by the way, the, speaking of this, uh, regardless of whatever anyone else's reaction to it, this I, I meant to ask her to like confirm, but I think this is the Robin's favorite Star Wars property. I do believe it's Andrea's because. She, because I was trying to think, she doesn't care about the first, you know, ones. Um, She liked episode seven. She did Mm -hmm. really like episode seven. And and she liked Rogue One, Mm -hmm. but didn't even, I don't know if she, I think she watched all of Last Jedi. Yeah, because Andrew is very much the same way. She's like, have I seen the... The Skywalker one? Yeah. I'm like, I think you did. Robin started watching it on when it came on HBO, and after like 30 minutes, she's like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I just don't care. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> That's what I... You yep. just don't care. I don't care what happens. Um, she didn't even care enough to ask me how it ended. <laughs> wow. So I volunteered it anyway. And she, yeah. probably if you asked her right now, she couldn't tell you, because yeah. she was not paying attention. Yeah. Emperor but, comes back yeah, or something. What? Yeah. Uh, this is uh, so. Yeah, th- I think this is her favorite property because she was legit excited mm-hmm. at the end of the finale when Luke showed up. 
Oh yeah. Because as soon as it came out, she said, "Because when as soon as the X Wing came in, she's like, is it Luke?'" And then when the green lightsaber came out, I was like, "Well, the lightsaber's yeah. green." And then when you see the glove, I was like, "Well, he's got a glove on his hand." Yeah, that's what uh, because Andrea didn't didn't catch on to that but she's like yeah she's like as soon as the x-wing came on screen she's like i looked over at you yeah and i'm like i just yeah. have like the biggest like holy fuck we're this can only be fucking luke right i don't know how <laughs> well but we're only we're, we're about to see luke <laughs> yeah um and for the first time we really see luke kick ass as a jedi yeah it's the uh, i i think it is a there's no denying that it's a uh, it's interesting that a movie that only came out a couple of years ago influenced is already influencing future Star Wars thing because that's the death the Darth that's the antithesis of the Darth Vader scene at the end mm-hmm. of Rogue One yeah um, yeah because it's standing in cla- like a cloudy yeah thing, and I mean it's the, the same lightsabers there and it's like holy shit and then he just yeah plows through a bunch of dark troopers and I th- I bet that. I mean, if you think about the people that make this show, mm-hmm. um, and it was uh, Peyton Reed directed mm-hmm. the the finale yeah, uh, from the, the Ant Man films. Ant Man films. Uh, it's amazing. Just as a mm. pause, Disney can just be like, "I'm gonna t- uh, okay, we need you over here for an episode for this TV show." Yeah, and he's like, "All right, <laughs> it's bananas." Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like back in the studio days when directors yeah, and actors yeah. were assigned to a studio. Yep. You signed, you didn't sign contracts on a movie-by-movie movie basis. You went to work for MGM for five years. It know, just feels like with this stuff, it's now the feeling of being trapped in a situation like that. I think this group of people now are so excited to be doing this. Yeah. And plus, they don't have to if they don't want to. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, yeah, sure, Taika's going to do Thor. Yeah. And then do a Marvel show. Yeah. But in the meantime, if he wants to do another Jojo Rabbit film, exactly, they're going to go... Exactly. Go ahead. Yeah. Make your movie. And I you wonder... Know, Favreau got to make Iron Man 1 and 2 and then go make Chef. Yeah. You know? I wonder Which if... Which is also a Netflix show. Where he and I got, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yep. <laughs> I'm like, oh cool. We, we watched an episode of it, yeah, yeah. Uh, or Robin did, and I watched half of it. Um, as is most shows in our house. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's uh, when you're Peyton Reed and you uh, you've made Ant Man, and they say, okay, we want you to come back and make two more. Plus, you have to do an episode of Mandalorian. Or if it's if it was just like a Favreau thing, like, hey, would you come do an episode of Mandalorian? I've got a feeling that's what it is. Cause or F- Favreau's or, that type of guy where he's had such a unique Hollywood career. Because yes. it's like he's worked with everybody, essentially, either yeah. as an actor or a director. And the entire spectrum yeah. from small indie. Yeah. Yeah. If you had said this is the guy that was fucking, that wrote fucking swingers, right. you'd be like, what? Yeah. But yeah. Because he's gotten to work on all this He had a stuff. very Matt Damon beginning. Yeah. Without the looks, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and the acting ability. <laughs> but, like, that yeah. style... For, for He had a nerd Matt Damon mm-hmm. beginning, and then now he's working on the biggest productions, blockbuster productions. Oh, my, the third possibility in that is Peyton Reed is like, hey... Can I do an episode of The Mandalorian? All three of those make sense. Yeah, I mean, just look at the, who's, who they've gotten to do those. Yeah. Fucking Robert Rodriguez, um, Bryce Dallas Howard, Taika. Dave like, Filoni's done a couple of them. Yeah. I mean, we expect him. Mm. But, you know, it's... But still, that's the first time 
you know, uh, most that's the first time he's ever done anything Star Wars related live action, though, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. Because everything else was Clone he's War, he's Clone like Wars the he's the Bruce Tim of <laughs> animated Ooh, Star yeah, Wars. Good analogy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I think it's like yeah, they they've got the toys that everyone wants to play with, and, and the way that they have, have have the skills to do something with, and the way apparently, that, apparently too like hmm, I read this this past week. Robert Rodriguez was like a last-minute fill-in. Yeah. So this one, to your point earlier, Favreau asked him, "Yeah, do you want to come do this?" And he was like, "Yes." Uh, I saw. Of course, I do. Just as a quick aside, I saw a thing uh, where they were talking about when they hired Carl Weather, Carl Weathers, and I think it's part of the behind-the-scenes thing that's on Disney Plus. Um, but originally, Carl Weathers' character was just supposed to be one episode, and he was supposed to be an alien in pretty heavy makeup. Yeah. And, like, on day one, Favreau's like... I've got fucking Apollo Creed on yeah, set, Yeah, he's like, know? Carl, we can't cover your face. And he's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Because he's like, they just started, and they had, the, like, a little bit of the prosthetic. He's like, this just isn't right. We can't cover your face, yeah. Carl. It's like, yeah, no Well, shit. I mean, that, that, that's the thing, too. It's like, making a Star Wars movie is like a multi-year commitment. Yeah. Directing an episode of Mandalorian, you just show up and do it. Well, and the way that they that they did a lot of Mandalorian, um, you just kind of do it in a small... It's not even... It, it's the room that they're they're doing the 4K around the room LED monitors. Yeah. So that it's like it's like a super high tech version of like old days when you saw the people in yeah. a car and there's a ob- very clearly a movie screen behind yeah. them that's showing the city streets. Um, yeah. It's that only to a degree that it's nearly imperceptible. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't know if they did that and it was uh, Earth. You'd be like, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and speaking of that, I haven't looked it up at all, but I got the impression that was Luke 100% CGI? Yes. Well, no, he had, it was a stunt double body. Okay, with, so it was mo-capped. Yeah, it was mo-capped. I thought, because the, I thought it looked like it was all rendered, but. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a stunt double body because it was clearly because Mark Hamill is not in that shape anymore, right? And it was also clearly not his face de-aged, like yeah. it, like you know, like Iron Man or something. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, and I think they just they used his voice, like they, yes. they ADR'd his voice. Yes, because um, it, it would, you know, we always talk about it. Disney loves their de-aging tech. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I mean. And that actually made me think, other than... I mean, they might have for a few scenes. I haven't read enough on it yet, yeah. but... Uh, I mean, just also the fact that they kept his involvement in this secret for apparently a year. Yeah, that's what he was, yeah, that's what he was saying on Twitter. Yeah. Um, that's the well, amazing Well part. done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it probably certainly helped that we were in a pandemic when they filmed it. So... Yeah, I guess. You, you know exactly who's on your set right, at all yeah, times in right. this, you know. But yeah, well done. Um, and this is the thing for me, too, because then that wasn't the only big thing. No. They blasted wide open uh, this universe, yeah. which... Well, not just the universe, what this show might yeah. even be. Yes. Um, 
this goes along with a bigger just Disney Plus discussion when you consider all the Marvel stuff. Because all these shows are not... I, I consider them halfway to being movies. Yeah. Like, most of them. Because they're, they're damn near movie-level production on Mandalorian. All these Marvel shows will get that treatment. They do not look like TV shows. No. They don't look like theatrical releases. No. But they're also not made to be. So, I don't expect feature uh, quality... But it's certainly above television. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, I'm. How much longer can Disney Plus be five ninety nine a month or whatever it is? You know, like yeah. Well, and I'm willing to pay it. Well, that's the thing though too is the their. I think their stuff gets paid for just in the extras alone, like the merchandising to the Mandalorian. Oh sure. I'm sure that's netted them a good billion dollars this year, which. That more than I'm sure that paid for this year's season, the fucking baby Yoda toys alone, you know. Oh yeah, I mean I've so it's we like, have baby Yoda toys in the house. Yeah, so. the the channel is almost a loss leader at this point. Mm. It's like I don't, you know, it's just gonna keep showing stuff and they'll do they'll make their money everywhere else. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like this is the commercial. <laughs> it's like people wondered why Warner Brothers continues making DC comics. Yeah, because that's where the ideas come from. That's their. That's where the IP is generated. Right. They don't, you know, if if this makes ex, same with Marvel, with they still produce the comics. They're not making. Well, you know, when your biggest comic sells a hundred thousand copies a month, that's nothing. But that's where all your ideas for new characters are going to come from. That's yeah. Why there's I, no Miles Morales without the comics. Without a doubt. Same with Wandavision. That yeah. came from another comic. Jesus, both were Brian Bendis. Um, but that's why Is they that keep, House of M. Yeah. yeah, that's why they keep this shit going because you generate a wealth of IP that you can then pick and choose from. It's not even just like your writers' room of eight people, right? You've got you have people that had that had stories that submitted them, mm -hmm. and then they were like, "Oh, that's a really good one," because you can only really do that with comic books. Yeah, well, not not only, but yeah, but uh, when you've got four different, say, Batman titles going yeah. a month. And you've got it going. Your odds of having a feature-worthy story yeah. go up dramatically. Exactly. Uh, That's all your development right there, and you're paying someone comic book writer money. There's also money. there's also, and it's not that characters like Miles Morales or Ironheart couldn't exist otherwise, but they would be almost doomed to fail. Yeah. And without a rich backstory already in yeah. Miles Morales already has ten years. Yeah. Worth of stories. Yeah. You're not just starting out going, all right, what's this character? Yeah. You it, already know. It's not, hey, let's make a black Spider-Man. Mm. Go. What are we going to do in the movie? It's, you've already got all this. They... So much that when you do something like Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. you're not just using Miles Morales' story, you're using all these fucking Spider-Ham. You're using the fucking noir Spider-Man. Yeah. The anime Spider-Man. These were all individual series at Once Upon a Time, and you were able to make them into something different. And that's what the Mandalorian is now doing for the Star Wars universe. It's giving them... I mean, the, the big reveal at the end, it's the first post-credit scene they've had. Yeah. At the end of the credits, and I also apparently got a big giant smile on my face for this too, you see Jabba's palace. Yes. And I'm like, but Jabba's dead. Yeah. And, and then you see fucking uh, 
a heftier bib fortuna. <laughs> He's put on some pounds, and yeah. it hasn't been that long. No, it's only been a couple just, years. He must just be yeah. snacking down on frogs or whatever. It, it was so bad that while, like, uh, what's her name, Ming-Na Wen's character, goes in and starts confronting him, I'm, I'm like, get off the Rancor trap. Get off the yeah. Rancor trap. Even though the Rancor's fucking dead. Right. There might be another there one. There might be another I one. I don't know. But you find out that Boba Fett and her went back and essentially cleaned out the palace. And it says, you know, coming December 2021, the, the Book of Fett. Which, so, we knew they said there was going to be a Boba Fett show. Yeah. And they also said last year that uh, Mandalorian would be coming back for a season three next December. There's no way there's a Boba Fett show and a Mandalorian show at the same time. Disney's oh, no. not going to do that. No. So, you have to wonder now is... Din's time as the Mandalorian over for a while. Are we? Is he going to take a complete back door to a Boba Fett story? Because it's not like people will be like, okay, his story is over. Oh, the, are you saying that the next Mandalorian will be? It's Boba Fett, or and is the season after that? Is it going to be Bo Katan? Gotcha. Because yes, while Din's story is done as the quote unquote Mandalorian, he said he would. And again, ballsy on this part, because they could have milked this for years with him not getting the kid <laughs> right. to another Jedi. That could have been years worth of shows. Battlestar Galactica. Keep looking for Earth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, didn't which, find which, it. Which, by the way, man of the Dark Trooper Cylons. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> but, yep. but still liked it. Um, so now, you know, he's given Grogu over to a Jedi to, to watch over him. Right. That part of his story is done. He is no longer Lone Wolf and Cub. Right. But now he's got the Darksaber. Now he rules Mandalore. Right. He doesn't want that. He tried to give up, and they're like, nope, doesn't work that way. So there's a story there. When are we going to yeah. get that? You know? Um, you know... Um, what... See, I have been going this whole time until you put it that way, that the Boba Fett thing we saw at the end is a different show. I, but it might, it might be, it might not be. They yeah. definitely did I, not that, give us... That a... makes sense if this turns into kind of an anthology... Uh, uh, not quite on American Horror Story level, where yeah. it's totally, totally different. But like, this is what this Mandalorian is doing, and now this season is this Mandalorian, or yeah. these next two seasons. Is this going to all and and is this all going to build up to like a Marvel Universe type style thing? Where mm. the one thing the Mandalorian did really well was it would introduce new characters, give them their episode, and then find a reason to bring them back. Right. Like, oh yeah. Like yeah. Bo, Bo Katan and the other one. They, they showed up in that one episode, haven't been seen since. Right. But now they're needed in this episode. Same with Bill Burr. Yeah. God. These fucking episodes are great. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that in a Star Wars universe, there's a guy with a Boston accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love it. And he was... that ep the And they brought up TPS reports. <laughs> yes. Um, the scene with him and Richard Br Richard Brake, who... Yeah. Man, that guy was a perfect Imperial officer if oh, I've yeah. ever seen one. <laughs> he, was, he was born to play a, oh. an Imperial asshole. Yeah. But yeah, they give these characters their shining moments, and then let them go on their merry way. So much that it will not surprise me if we see Bill Burr again. You know? Well, I, yeah, I think he's part of the show now. Yeah. I think he's, I think, uh, I'm trying to think of another <laughs> example that's like that, but like, um, well, sort of like Doug Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Judy is not a cast member. Yeah. But he is a notable. He's it is there. always great when he shows up on the nine nine. <laughs> There's one episode a year yep. of Doug Judy. Um, There's my best friend Jake Peralta. Yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, he's the Mandalorian looks like it's going to take, I mean, the Boba Fett part looks like it's going to take place on Tatooine. Yeah, he's the new Jabba the Hutt. Are, does that mean we're going to see fucking uh, Raylan Givens again? <laughs> Is Timothy Oliphant going to come back? I don't see why not. Yeah. Um, Are we going to see, uh, what's her name again? Amy Sedaris? I don't see why not. Exactly. Wasn't she really close? Yeah. Where that was? Because then, because he didn't have to go far. Yeah, for a big planet that Tatooine is, we kind of, tends yeah. to be a very narrow this, area. Well, it's like Australia. There's only so many places you want to be. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think you're going to, because you, you got to remember, Boba Fett is not an angel. No. Uh, so seeing him as the new prime <laughs> Notice boss. Notice that, I, I, really, I really wish he had been there when Luke showed up. If yeah. he'd been like... Yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> but, I mean, he definitely knows who saved... <laughs> I'm sure he knows that Luke Skywalker's still out there. Oh, yeah. Um, and, th- again, this is... And, and Andrew's like, is this the end of Grogu? And I'm like, no. no. There's no Hundred- way. Hard no. Well, that's what has gotten people wondering if there's going to be a Luke show. Exactly. Um, and I'm... There's a... I watched a thing with uh, possible... You know, it was just one of those, hey, here's some ideas for ca- for who to cast. Um, and they talked about, like, would people accept someone recast? And I'm thinking, of course they would. Well, especially as when you see the pictures a... like of, like, Sebastian Stan. Yeah, well, he was, like, there. the number one. Yeah. Uh, He's probably a little busy, though. Ted from Schitt's Creek was one of them. Yes. He would actually be pretty good. Yes. Uh, I can't He's remember. He's got farm boy all over him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember all of them. But even if they don't, I'm fine with the CG work. Yeah. Because like like you talked about checking your brain at the door. Yeah. I'm staring at a fucking puppet. Yeah. Knowing full well, fucking Grogu's a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Those of us who grew up in the 80s watching Dark Crystal and shit, we can... I guess Grogu the puppet was super popular on set, though. Everyone oh, wanted to hold yeah. Grogu. So, uh, if they do a CG Luke, I'll be fine. Well, and I thought about, and at first I kind of was uh, put off by that, but then they they mentioned it in the video that I watched. I, it might have been Screen Man, I don't remember. Um, they mentioned in the video, hey, we all watched a DH Sam, Sam Jackson for two hours, and it was fine. Yeah. You know, that... Do you want the story or not? Yeah. <laughs> I We can find a way to do this story without that. It probably won't be as good. Right. I mean, do I want to see, you know, the adventures of Luke's Jedi Academy where Luke is never there? No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. No. I, I, but I'm totally on board for a, a Luke show. Yeah, but again, and where does that even go? Because we know Luke starts like a Jedi Academy got a type lot thing. Of, you, there's a lot of time. But yeah, it's Ben Solo isn't born anytime soon. No. You've got a lot of time to do... Well, it's, all that stuff was covered in comic lore... Though, right? A Whether lot, or not it's still... Right, but yeah. I mean, I'm saying that there's much like uh, your Miles Morales and Riri Williamses of the world, there are stories for what you could do with yeah. a post-Jedi, pre-Force Awakens Luke. Oh yeah, there, there's comics, there's books that are... There's, they're non-canonical now, but their stories are still there. It's 20 years of... It's really... It's funny because it's the... It's peak Jedi Luke mm-hmm. that we have never seen. No. Like, We've never like seen a live... Said, Luke actually being able to kick ass. Yeah. And taking down a whole bunch of shit, you know. It was nice. <laughs> it was wonderful seeing that. Yeah. I, I want to people, see more. Because people were always uh, 
I remember the the complaint going into or the complaint leading and then turning into the excitement of the prequels was oh we finally get to see Yoda as a prime Jedi. I never wanted to see that. But like no one ever mentioned yeah but we've never seen Luke. Yeah. We see Luke as getting there as a whiny brat and then we see him as a grumpy old man. Yeah. 20 years later you do they skip the gap for the biggest hero in the the storyline uh when he was at his best which is really fascinating if you the more I say it. Yeah. Can you imagine if like through the entire Iron Man arc they just missed that gap of like 8 years in yep. the middle? Here's him as a college kid. <laughs> yeah. Here's him about to die. Yep. <laughs> Oh, all those other world-saving adventures? He was good. Yeah. But, you know, you only get old man Stark and, you know, college-age Stark. That's it. <laughs> no, none of the in-between. Yeah, it's really wild if you think about it, just on a narrative level. Yeah, so uh, there's there's plenty out there they can do with it. Yeah. And since they announced all these shows, you know they're all in. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. 100%. It's not a matter of will. It's not like in the years past. Right. Where Lucas was like, oh, I've got an idea for this. Maybe we'll do that as a TV show. And then yeah. it never comes to fruition. Now it's like, oh, we're going to do this. And nine months from now, it'll be on this channel. Well, and I think that it's clear that the the streaming giants are... I mean, obviously they have their little differences anyway. Um, but they're all leaning really, really hard into original because mm-hmm. I mean, they, I think they all understand that this is now how. Yeah. This is now going to be a large part of entertainment, whether it's just TV or movies, uh, where they want to be. That's what you're paying for. It's like subscribing to Disney. Not. It's not like you feel like you're. I'm subscribing to Disney Plus because I'm getting all of this old stuff, which is what gets you in the door. Mm-hmm. I am subscribing for the stuff that's coming. Yeah. It's like. So it's 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 not that much different uh, as far as how you have to think about it, but I think that that's the focus of all these plays because that's Netflix has even uh, they're pumping out so much stuff that it's it's overwhelming and they're by but far that, the most expensive now. And that stuff isn't branded, right? You know, right? With, with Disney, you know, okay, this month is a Marvel show. Yeah. Next month's right. a Star Wars show. Yep. Month after that's a new Pixar movie. You know, yeah. that's how that's how it's going to be on this channel. Yes. And like you said, it's worth paying for what you know will be coming. Right. Netflix, by the way, the 4K Netflix package is now eighteen ninety nine a month. Jesus. That's bananas. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do, not have Netflix? But like at some point. But Netflix is the type where if you decided to turn it off for six months and then come back, all the stuff will still be there. Yeah, 100%. And you'll be okay, I think. Uh, the problem is you can't do that. In a house with a ten-year-old and a five-year-old, no, you uh, because you're you're locked in. Yeah, uh, which that's it's fine. Whatever, it's fine. It's yeah. still way less. The, all of our streaming services together are still way less than we were ever paying for satellite. So yeah. I don't care. Um, it's better than than the alternative. Mm-hmm. There was another thing I was going to say about Disney. I can't remember what it was now. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got? I want to talk cyberpunk. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Because this is a big deal. <laughs> it really is. It's a bigger deal than, 
It's a it's a it's a huge deal. It can't be. I know that gamers are very uh, and internet people in general and nerds and overreact to things. This isn't one of them no. for a lot of reasons. So Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is the most anticipated game of the year. Uh, it's it, had, and it's been anticipated yeah, for eight years. It's been in production for damn near a decade. Um, these are the people that made the Witcher series. So they've automatically got all kinds of goodwill. Yes. Because The Witcher 3 is one of the and greatest they, generation games for PlayStation. And they have always had a very pro-consumer reputation, mm-hmm. which make, which is another leg of this, which makes it even worse. Um, even though they're a huge studio, even with like The Witcher games, they were still kind of like, because they're in Poland, it's, mm-hmm. they were like the little studio that could, you mm-hmm. know. Um, they, uh, they are independent, so they're not, you know, tied to an EA or, a, you know, e- even a Bethesda or something like that. They are just their studio. Um, so they, and they had a reputation of being, being very pro-consumer. So this game is getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And I, I don't remember how many times it was delayed this year. Yeah, but at I, one think point, th- I think three. Yeah. At one point it was, it was in the spring. And then, long story short, and then it was maybe September, and then uh, it came out the first of this month, right? Like the 8th or something? Yeah. Um, and on, it, I guess on a high-end PC, and, or I guess I should stop right there. On a yeah. high-end PC, I guess it's awesome. And that's who they sent out the review copies to. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the part of this that makes that really gets to me. And I know it might not sound like much, but they, because of what they've been saying since, I should finish the the explanation. the The PS Five and Xbox, whatever the new one is called, I don't remember Series X. Those versions are pretty good. Yeah. The PS4 and Xbox One versions are garbage. Yeah. Uh, they are buggy and glitchy and just just unplayable. And Everything a lot of... short of bricking your system. Yes. <laughs> uh, so they immediately, they got hammered for this, yeah. uh, obviously. And they immediately, their apology wasn't great, but it was still more than I've ever seen yeah. for something like this. Um because, I mean, you and expect the it, day one patch type of stuff now yes. for AAA titles. The day one patch was 40 gigs, by the way. Jesus Christ. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. Now, that might have been on PS5, but still. Wow. It was 40 gigs with the day one <laughs> patch. Uh, start downloading now. Yep. Um, so, the, the problem with this is in their apology they said we should have paid more attention to how the game ran on last gen systems now the way they say it is on one hand sort of dismissive as if last gen systems was five years ago these were current gen systems a month ago you're talking 95 percent of current players that have the that old system. is the thing right yeah. there i think of the pre-orders it was 85 percent and yeah. to your point it's higher than that because the people that pre-order were more likely to be the higher end user yeah. um and the or the the more avid gamer the more avid gamer you are the more likely you are to pre-order 
So if the more avid gamer mm-hmm. you are, you're also more likely to either A, have a high-end PC, or B, have yeah. gotten your hands on a new we're, we're console. We're talking about the fact that they made a game for a system that people can't fucking get their hands on right, right. now. So to that, uh, they also said that they would be giving refunds. Mm-hmm. And Sony, then the next day, uh, pulled the game from its store. That is unprecedented. People keep pointing out that the la- that hasn't happened since Arkham uh, Arkham Knight was pulled from the Steam store, but it wasn't pulled from the Steam store. The developers took it down because they were not happy with how it was running on PC. They brought they delisted mm. it, fixed it, and put it back on yeah. PC. This I this has never happened, <laughs> let alone to a huge. Mm-hmm triple a title yeah sony took it off At the store time. <laughs> yeah if you go to the playstation store and search cyberpunk 2077 nothing comes up mm-hmm. that's wild mm-hmm. um this is gonna hurt them because like the it's it's great to be an independent developer for some things this ain't one of them no because now they have you know, like Bethesda's buggy games are starting to wear a little thin as they've had some real duds. Um, but I'm still going to buy Fallout 5 day one. Yeah. You know, I'm still going to buy whatever the next Elder Scrolls. I'm still going to buy whatever the one they're working on now, Starfield or whatever the hell it's called, day one. I don't know if... Uh, oh, I, I the, the, the point I was making about in their apology, they said we should have paid more attention. First of all... What you said is dismissive and shitty because that's like you said, mm-hmm. 95% of your audience is playing on those two platforms mm-hmm. right now. Maybe a year from now, it's totally different. Yeah. But right now, that's who ha- that's what everyone's got. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, it's got to be a lie. You cannot tell me. They knew. That no one in your fucking said, building. Hey, hey, let's boot this up on a PS4. See so what it looks like. You're basically throwing your QA under the bus. Like, oh, yeah, we didn't know where I guarantee you... To put it in perspective, in my little tiny web development of my new website... my experience as a web developer... There are buttons at the bottom of my screen. If I click on it, this shows me what it looks like on a website. This button shows me what it looks like on a tablet. This button shows me what it looks like on a phone. That's actually pretty cool. It's super cool because I automatically was like, oh, well, shit, I need to shift this image over or else it's going to look really stupid on a phone. And I went... You know what? I bet most people be looking at this on their phone. Yeah. Most, I w- I'm sitting there on a PC seeing how it looks on the PC, and I'm like, right. I haven't looked at a website on a PC in fucking forever because I never use a PC, except for this, because I didn't want to do it on my tablet or my phone. Yeah. So it's like, me, with zero web development experience, went, you know what? I better see how it looks on a tablet and a phone and have it look the best on those two. Right. Because that's what people are going to be looking at it on. Yes. And this is for a stupid little fucking blog. Are you telling me the people in charge of, like, a billion-dollar franchise... No one played the PS4 version? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just, like, wrote the code and then said, it's good, I'm sure. And the the thing that has pissed me off this week is developers changing the argument a little bit. Because uh, other developers, developers that I like and respect, and who are also known to be really good uh, you know, people to work for, um, like David Jaffe, who makes the God of War games, he chimed in this week and said something, I'm paraphrasing 
to the nth degree because I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was along the lines of he was giving people shit for being angry about. He was basically using the angry game, unreasonably angry gamer rant type thing, mm -hmm. and these people work their asses off on these games, and I tip tip my hat and thank those developers from. That's not who we're mad at, motherfucker. No. Don't shift the, yeah. the... We're not mad the, at the developer who no. had, who's been putting in 80-hour weeks And all was year probably long. screaming at his boss, this game doesn't work, this game... I'm not yeah. mad at that person. Yeah. I'm mad at the motherfucker that looked at the thing and said, this thing needs to get out before holiday season or yeah. the, the investors are going to be fucking pissed. Yeah. That's the person mm -hmm. I'm mad at. So don't shift the conversation yeah. to... You know, that all of a sudden I'm berating some poor bastard that sits behind a keyboard and has carpal tunnel, you know, yeah. like making whatever where, like you said, working 90 hours a week. Mm -hmm. um, that's not who I'm pissed at here. Yeah. And I think people have every right to be angry. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it, and it, it, it kind of showcases too the, the the almost toxic working environment that exists for, for programmers and developers like this, because... And how cynical... Because it's expected yeah. that the last year a, film, a, a game's going to get is people are going to be working endless hours for months on end to get the game out. It's weird because Crunch used to be like, last six weeks. Yeah. Uh, last 12 weeks. Yeah. Uh, last six months? Yeah. You know, um, I read a thing. It was, um, they had like the... One of the things had the Game of the Year awards and type stuff. Yeah. And... Um, as expected, uh, Last of Us Two won a bunch, which I still haven't finished. <laughs> and um, they I got play that. the game got like best director. Yeah, and a person was like, "Should it? Yes, it's a great game. It's wonderful. But does any game? I mean, the whole point of the director is you have to manage the development of this game from start. to Yeah. Finish. Oh yeah, I think I saw something and along this line. Should yes. should a game that requires crunch time in order to get out after numerous delays already get a best director? Yeah, and that's, uh, I think then you're, uh, you're parsing the award down to, it's sort of like the, is the MVP the best player or the player that's most valuable to the team? Yeah. And in here, it's like, because when I think of, especially Last of Us, I think of Druckmann not as the director in a technical sense that he had, oh, I've got to do my, like, mm -hmm. more like a Peter Jackson where yeah. he had... I see him more as a filmmaker mm. style director. He is the creative force behind it. And people like that take forever anyway. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't excuse it, by the way. Uh, but I'm just saying that in that that is a good argument. Mm -hmm. But it's all up to how you see the award, yeah. I guess. And it also... I mean, we've had this argument about movies and video games before as well. It's like, should you be fucking setting release dates? I know. I think that's that's because like when when we were kids, Metroid came out when we saw it on the shelf at Ames. Yes, hundred percent. We did not know in advance. Hey, there's this game. I mean, we kind of did once Nintendo Power started. Right. And you're like, oh, there's a Super Mario Two coming out. Right. But it, even back then, it wasn't. It's coming out June twenty first. It was. It'll be out Christmas. Yeah. And if it didn't, it didn't. Right. And we went, oh, okay. Well, I guess it didn't come out yet. Right. One wonder why. Oh, I don't know. I mean, that's obviously not possible in today's world. But, well, I mean, it's again, getting... this game has been being tracked for eight years. Should it have been narrowed? This game should have probably been... Because they're still saying now, well, we're going to work on it until January and February, and then it will be ready again. Yeah. Why, why? I get you wanted that Christmas... But again, that, film, that game should have never been fucking released in December. Right. It shouldn't have. And I... 
going back to Taylor Swift. <laughs> I hope, and then back to like Beyonce and mm-hmm. like that style of, oh, guys, by the way, I have a new album. It'll be out at midnight. Yeah. What was the movie that did that? There's been a couple of examples of movies recently that are like that. There was even a couple of games. Well, I remember just uh, 10 10 Clover. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That was like six weeks. Yeah, six weeks from now. That's out. And you're like, holy fuck, okay. To the degree, to the point that you were like, is it like on video or something? Is it a short, is it a streaming thing? Yeah. It's going to, wait, it's going to be in the theaters? Yeah. Because usually the first time you see a trailer for something, it's a year. Yeah. Um, But I would, uh, I would like that with games. Mm -hmm more. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great sentence. I would like me or more game. Yeah. I mean, I do love that. I love Paul Thomas Anderson films. He doesn't put out one a year. Yeah. But when they're ready, they're fucking amazing. So, yeah. you know what? I'm going to let Paul Thomas Anderson take fucking as many years as he if he needs to go to a cabin in the woods in fucking Vermont to write Magnolia again for 6 months, I'm all for it. But I I also understand that no no industry, video games or movies. Movie, the movie industry would die if every director was Paul Thomas Anderson. That is very true. <laughs> because <laughs> there just wouldn't be enough shit to go to. Yeah. So it's okay. See, I think that Naughty Dog has that leash from Sony mm-hmm. that I don't care how long it takes. Yeah. Do your thing. Um, I don't think everyone can do that, and nor should they. Like, maybe there should be a call. There should be a Call of Duty every year mm-hmm. because. You know what? I, it's expected. Same with the EA sports games. Yeah, you know you're going to get a NF. You're going to get a Madden game every year. Although I, I would like Madden to go to every two years, yeah. and then year two, like when you buy, maybe you buy the game, and then the second year you can update you can, rosters. You can pay twenty bucks or whatever to update everything, and yeah. let them just spend instead of trying to just retool all the time. Let them. Because that, that's what saved Assassin's Creed, was stopping the annualization of it. Because the best Assassin's Creed games have all been after they stopped doing that. Yeah. Uh, and they kept getting worse and worse and worse. Because it was, you don't have time to do it, so you end up making a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get to whatever it was, Assassin's Creed Unity, you've got this shit show that's not yeah. even fun to play anymore. Um, I wish that Madden would go to that. Um because the gameplay doesn't really change much, and there's so many things that they could do if I well, feel I mean, like they... I only buy a sports game like every two or three years. Yeah, because it's like like I bought MLB this past year. Yeah, the one I had before that was from like 2016. The great thing is, uh, PS Plus is now. If you don't care to have that year's ver- like the newest of the new, well, not not even that. Uh, ML and for MLB 20 will be a PS Plus game. Before 21 comes out, mm-hmm. I think. Probably. Because I think yeah. that's the way it was last year. Because 19, because I have MLB 19, um, it was a PS Plus game earlier in the year, so less than a year old. Um, and they have the the other one out, so if, I mean, if you don't care about that. But even if you were going to buy it, like MLB 20 is like 10 bucks now. Yeah. Because if you were going to buy it, you bought it in April. Yep. Which is uh, why I bought it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> But, yeah, because sports games, I only kind of want to play at the beginning of that sports season. Yeah, although the pandemic changed that drastically for me. I played I like know, yeah, I played like seven seasons of Madden this same spring. Guy, I played two full careers. I think on it MLB. was 
I think it was 2032 yeah. in my Madden I mean, career. Towards the end of my careers, I was skipping a lot of the season. Sure. But still, yeah, I played two complete seasons as a pitcher and as a you know an infielder. Yeah. Because I baseball didn't start <laughs> when I expected yeah. it to, so I made my that's own. That's what I had to go with. Yeah. But I'm I'm hoping, as, and I get to because um, again we're a CD project. Red is an independent studio. They might have had to have gotten it out. Like we're gonna go under maybe if this yeah, doesn't happen. I want I wonder because but they didn't tell anybody. <laughs> that would have been stupid was... as well. But I feel bad for kids that were expecting to get this on Friday. As well, a Christmas the, present. the point to that was: should kids be getting this game for Christmas? It's very adult. I'm sure, <laughs> but I'm sure, but yeah, I'm still I sure there are like 16 year olds, yes. 17 year olds getting this for Christmas who aren't now. There were kids, uh, sixth graders. Now, if you don't know, sixth graders are 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three sixth grade boys, because uh, I've been, uh, I've been the sixth grade science teacher for like since Thanksgiving. Um, they are, they were, they're always talking about video games. And usually it's Roblox and Minecraft and Among Us and all that type of stuff. The other day, I heard him say something about Ellie and then kind of perked my ears up. And they're like, yeah, I just can't get out of the hospital. I'm carrying her around. I'm like, are you guys talking about Last of Us? Yeah, he can't get out of the hospital. And I was like, first of all, you shouldn't be playing that. Yeah. Second of all, you just got to run, man. Just run and turn left and turn run, right when there's an option. Run and t- just follow the swirling lights. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we're going to talk about contact clues, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know in Uncharted where all the yellow things are? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so to your point, yes. But like, still, should kids be getting Cyberpunk yeah. 2077? Again, you know, those Christmas? kids might not even be getting their PS5s. Yeah. Because, like, um, Andrea's nephew, Hunter, wanted one. Yeah. And every time there's, like, oh, Walmart's going to have them on sale at 2 p.m. on this day. Oh, it's... We've it's, tried. It's and 10 seconds, yeah. Zero luck. We've yeah. gotten them in the cart twice. Oh, I've never gotten that far. And then by the time you go to... Cause, and it's even, like, after the first time, I'm like, oh, shit, we forgot to preload our, our information and all yeah. this shit. Second time, we did all that. And yep. it's, like, still, nope. <laughs> Yeah, I had <laughs> I was all signed in and stuff. I did it. A, I tried it a couple times. I like, but like I said, a, a month like, or yeah, so ago, she's on her computer. I'm yeah. on my iPad and my phone. Yeah, and we're still not getting one. Liam got his hands on one. Nice. Uh, he's, I think someone that he knew. I don't remember how it worked out, but he got his hands on one. Um, but like I was saying, like a month ago, because of the backwards compatibility and the fact that like the copy of Valhalla that I have will automatically upgrade to PS5 once I get it. I'm not really... I'm not going to kill myself Wii-style yeah. to get one. Because mm-hmm. um, that was frustrating. Oh, I bet. Oh, my God. The, when I when we first got the Wii... And the funny thing is, we didn't really decide to get one because we weren't, like, an early adopter of it. We didn't get one until, like, the March after it had come out. And I, th- I, th- yeah, and I think that's when we got ours, too, at that point. I, would that have been 2008? Something around. Yeah, because anytime you went into Best Buy, that oh shelf was God. always empty. It was always. unreal. And it got to the point where, like, because I worked in Bangor at the time, so I was there every day during the week. So I knew, like, the delivery schedules. They knew me when I walked in, mm-hmm. like, what I was looking for. And, like, one day I got there, and the girl was like, I think we're going to be in luck today. <laughs> it's like, okay, because she hadn't gone out back yet yeah. to see whatever. And she literally, she came out of the back of, you know, where the double doors are yeah. in the back of Best Buy, and she's, like, holding it up in the air, and, like... <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. uh, 
the fun thing about that, I, I do think back to that, and it was fun, because uh, when she brought it out, then you can safely grab the cart and just fucking load every single accessory. <laughs> yeah, because they always had those. Oh, my... Oh, yeah, there was always plenty Tons of accessories. and games, but... I think the... The day one we purchased was like seven hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. It was bananas. And it was like, okay, I need an extra nunchuck. I need. Oh yeah. Oh, I need the steering wheels for Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah uh, everything. And the funny thing was, was, uh, and then plus it, at that point you had a year's worth of games or whatever that you didn't, didn't have. And Nintendo did not drop their prices at that point, so I paid sixty bucks or fifty bucks for every one of them. Um, but I, I did always think it was funny that. The, that Nintendo always kind of led with it's the cheapest console this mm-hmm. this gen like I bought a PlayStation 3 and one extra controller yeah I bought a uh, an Xbox yeah. 360 my PS4 I bought one extra controller yeah that's it the, th- the 360 I didn't even buy a second controller I just had the one that I used yeah. Yeah, it's I spent the- way more on the Wii yeah. way more because mm-hmm. it was just so much more shit Oh, yeah, especially if you want to play the sports games. You, oh, my God. Oh, here's a tennis racket you can put yeah. the controller in. Here's a baseball bat you can you know put the controller funny? in. You know what's funny? We never had any of that stuff because it was... Yeah. We didn't have... I, I didn't do that. Yeah. I, I did. The, I bought the, the steering yes. wheels because they were just easier to hold yeah. playing Mario Kart. So um, I knew that shit was going to get out of hand. We uh, we didn't have any of that stuff because this was pre-kids. Uh, so it was mostly... We were playing Guitar Hero and yeah. uh, oh, Wii Sports yeah. uh, and stuff like that. We used to have... Par- we had Wii parties every Wednesday night. We'd have people over. Um, so we didn't have any of that stuff, but, uh, Miss M, the gym teacher in the, mm-hmm. uh, the elementary school had a bunch of old Wii stuff from her, someone, I don't remember where it came from. And said, do you guys want it? And usually when, cause I get people's video game junk all the time mm-hmm. and it's usually nasty, yeah. shitty. Now this stuff was mostly stuff I had, but it was all flawless. It's yeah. all super clean. Like, it's another Wii Fit board. Oh, wow. Spotless. I forgot Wii. about the Wii yeah. Fit board, yeah. Spotless Wii Fit board, and it has all the, the Nintendo, mm-hmm. uh, like the tennis racket and the baseball bat and all that, and the golf club and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So we haven't hooked anything. You know, we haven't got a Wii hooked up right now, but I'm actually kind of looking forward to it now because we have, uh, it's all, because even, it even looks better than our stuff, mm-hmm. which we really, really take care of our stuff, but it's also, it was also well used. This stuff was not well used. Mm-hmm. This stuff got messed around with a couple times and thrown in a drawer. Yeah. So, uh, for once, uh, for on the very, very, very rare occasion uh, that someone brings me their video game junk and it's actually good stuff. Mm-hmm. Nice. And now I've got uh, a copy of Jillian Michaels. Something. I remember workout. At that point, it was Amy. I was dating. She had like a Wii Yoga. Yeah, that yeah that yeah. came that that's awesome. that's what came yeah. with the Wii Fit board. Yeah, we did. I did that for a while actually. Because yeah, I was actually I was work I was doing P ninety X a lot at that time. Fuck that. Back when I was actually in shape. <laughs> and I remember I charted my weight on the Wii Fit board. Oh yeah, me every too. every day before I worked yep. out, I would get on the Wii for- Fit board, weigh myself, and then exercise. Yep, me too. And I would actually I think I might have done I did the Wii Yoga from time to time because it actually wasn't that bad. Yeah, uh, I did. I enjoyed the running. I always felt like I was going to break it. Yeah. But, because I'm like, this is probably made more for 130 pound people. The. But, yeah. You get your, your little running path in your person with. <laughs> the. Yeah, the yoga and the. It was like Peloton before Peloton. Yeah. <laughs> you'd run around the. Like you'd run around the park. Yeah. 
there's some good there's still some really good stuff on Wii. Uh, that that's that uh, when I do finally ever get a loft going, that will be something that will always be hooked up, I think. Because I think you can always go back to Oh yeah. It it'll never not be fun to do Wii bowling. Oh hell yeah. Although Wii we have the we awesome. have the capability to do that in the sunroom right now because the yeah. Wii U is hooked up in the yeah, sunroom. Wii bowling was fun, the Wii boxing was fun. Tired the I, shit out you, of my Oh arm, yeah, throw, you, I used to throw an elbow out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Connor <laughs> always kicked my ass on that because by like round three, yeah. I was exhausted. Yeah. He at that point was like ten or eleven and just full of energy, so he would fuck me up on the like. I had to always win the first two rounds. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, if we get to a round I'm gonna three, I'm gonna run out of gas, and I'm just gonna have to play defense against him the entire time. But yeah, that was we did good stuff. Yep. They didn't put shit out that looked like it came from a N64. Well, the Wii was famous for having uh, loads of shovelware. So there was a lot of bad, but there was enough good um, to make it. Well, and also it was unique. It's unique enough. There's nothing else like Wii Sports. uh, Yeah. Even now. I mean, even on the... I mean, there's probably something on the Switch that's comparable, but nothing nothing will ever be like uh, original. If there was like an updated Wii Bowling... Switch, I'd be down for that. Yeah. Why isn't there one? You'd think they would do that. Because the remotes have the cap- same capabilities. Exactly. Yeah. Who knows? They're we waiting. got a new set of remotes this year, the pink and green ones, so, <laughs> or uh, Joy-Cons for the kids, so now everyone in the house can have a full set. Because I use the Pro, and then there's the black and red one, and the black ones that come with it, and now with those, all four of us could be playing something at once. Without having to go sideways on the little Joy-Cons, which sucks. <laughs> I still want to order... I, I'm just shocked every time when I go on... Because you, uh, you can get a Bluetooth, almost identical replica of the mm-hmm. NES controller for your Switch. Yeah. Uh, to play the NES games. I mean, or you can just turn your thing sideways. But it's cool, because it's the same exact size and everything. Yeah. It's just wireless, and it's uh, via Bluetooth. And I always... Whenever I kind of remember that that's something that exists, I go, oh, I, I want to order one of those. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's 60 bucks. That just yeah. feels like too much yeah. for just what's basically a novelty yeah. that I'm going to use twice a year. It's going it's to give you the button burn on your Yeah, phone. oh, yeah, 100%. little uh, the burn that turns into a blister. Yep. <laughs> those are the days. Yeah, it's always weird when you uh, hold a Nintendo, an NES controller for the first time in a long time, how crazy the size of this remote that you can't see on a podcast is yeah i mean your phone they're, they're is, barely bigger than a credit card yeah. yeah your phone is gargantuan compared yeah. to a an nes controller um unless you're gonna get the iphone mini how how big what size is what is that how basically big is the that? size of an iphone this five the size yeah size of old iphones yeah they just yeah. went back and rescaled them to their old sizes and now it's like a new another new brand they're like oh it's smaller than the new one it's smaller <laughs> well, than them. It's, it's, like that's the size i wanted all along when cell phones came out it was they were getting smaller and smaller and smaller and then it was like ooh, a bigger screen a bigger screen a bigger screen now they're shrinking again yep, yep. pretty soon uh, they'll be flipped it's hilarious that that that's the way it works although speaking of flips the Samsung one that you just fold yeah. is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Because uh, it's kind of the best of both worlds. It's the size of a clamshell one, but it's mm-hmm. a smartphone when it's open. It's bananas. Yeah. Um, I did not get that one. Mm-mm. But whatever. Uh, anything else? No, I'm tapped. Okay. 
Um, by the time we record, in six, I don't think we'll be recording next week. So I think we're going to be doing our Christmas shit next Sunday with the fam. Yeah. By the time we record again, Wonder Woman will, will be out. You will have seen Tenet. Yep, that will I probably fucking, fill. I damn well better have. That will probably fill the episode. Or Best Buy will be getting a strongly worded email. If it's, I love the strongly worded <laughs> email. I like doing that. Um, man, if it's going to be like at least two weeks, I'm going to have to watch it again. I'm tired. <laughs> It'll have to be like the night before. Um, and we'll all, we should also uh, start thinking of our New Year resolutions for what we're going to do in the upcoming season. Oh, yeah. That's right. Well, yeah, because it'll be after New Year's by then. Yeah. It would be the third. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it gives you two weeks to come up with them. It does. I got to decide on... Because I, I did pretty well on my 90 for 90s movies. Yeah, so you're much better at it than <laughs> I am. I, I can't... And it's not... It's not just that I have two darling yeah. children and I feel like I don't have very much time. I do have time that I could be doing mm-hmm. something productive like watching movies. <laughs> but a lot of times I feel like I just don't have the emotional energy to, to, to it, like... There's a time, yeah. You know what I mean? To like... Like this past this past month, I've barely watched any 90s films. So yeah. I'm just like, nope, now's my... I gotta catch up on the year's best films type of thing. Yeah. I can't... I can't go into... You know, Oscar season going, oh, I watched one of those films. Because this year, yeah. I have no excuse. Because it's always in the past year has been, oh, well, they didn't play anywhere near here. Guess what? Most of them this year are playing in my fucking living room on a streaming network. Yeah. I, have, be, I have no excuse. Oscars are going to be dominated by the streaming networks, oh, which is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, remember how it wasn't that long ago that it would be like, can you believe a Netflix movie got nominated for an Oscar? Yeah. That oh, was, it was a big be... deal when was it uh, Beasts of No Nation. Yeah. Got an odd. People were like, "Whoa!" And yeah. that wasn't even for like a best picture. That was for like best supporting, a uh, best actor or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because before it, 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 yeah, it took like a year or two before any of them scored like a major category. And this year, fuck, it's going to be all of them. Yeah. Well, they're already talking about Chadwick Boseman winning, and the award, rainy award shows love dead celebrities. Fuck they, yeah, they do. they cannot. I don't think they'll be able to stop themselves. Yeah. He'll well, someone already said, like, well, he could get a supporting nod for the uh, Five Bloods and a best. Yeah. And I'm like, I liked him in the Five Bloods, but come on. No. <laughs> yeah. He's not on. I mean, yet yeah, you don't have to be on screen that much for a best supporting, but he's really not. <laughs> he's good when he's on screen, but let's give it to someone else. The for, only way that you do that is if like that's what people even if you're in one scene that's what people remember about that movie yeah which then, isn't the case then that's that okay uh, like i've seen people going delroy lindo is going to get a best actor nom and i'm like that i can get behind yeah <laughs> but not the chad Repose, i didn't realize the 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 speaking of funky time things uh the thing about their their old delroy mm-hmm. the way he remembers you know or like mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh, I'm more interested in watching that now, yeah. just because of that aspect of it's it. It's fun. Um, well, as fun as this type of movie. Yeah, it's because right? I'm sure it's a hoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time had by all, yeah. without a doubt. But oh, no, it's a, movie, it's a movie about a person who's actually dead is dead in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it sounds like fun. <laughs> yep. And the older and the old men are all fucked up for varying yep. reasons. But yep. by all means, watch it and give yourself a chuckle. Can't wait. Um. Oh, I realized after we were that we were after we were done, we last week we didn't talk about the I don't think we talked about the nobody trailer. Oh, yeah. And we didn't do favorite Hamilton songs. 
Did you ever... I don't know if I have one yet. Okay. I'm still... Formulate a list. Because, I mean, there's definitely some that are like, yeah, that's a great song, but it's like, okay, that, that's the one that's going to be on everyone's list. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I still haven't watched it twice. I need to watch it a second time, without a doubt. Definitely. Yes. And probably just honestly spend a day with the soundtrack playing in the background. Yes. And noticing which songs my ears pick up on. Yes. Because it's different when you're not watching it. Yeah. Because to me, that's that's how I've always found like my favorite songs on albums. It's not the songs I pay attention to the first time through when I listen to everything like, okay, this is serious. Yeah. It's when I put it on in the background, which songs are at that... Like, which songs do I catch myself humming without noticing? That's how... Uh... That's how my my many times aforementioned tool playlist mm-hmm. came into be was just that. Like originally it was, you know, air quotes just the hits. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you're saying, over time that you listen to the albums, all of your sudden, all of a sudden you're like, no, sober's not my favorite song yeah. <laughs> on this album. Yeah, I like bottom, you mm-hmm. know, and and I like intolerance. I I like them better. Yeah, and the only reason I listen to them is because. They're in that group at the beginning of the album, and you just hear them. Or it's on the ra- it's the one they play on the radio yeah. or MTV. It's like nope. But when I just sit down and have the album playing, yeah, that's the one I'm like, God, H is really good. Yeah. on this album, I, I didn't realize I liked it that much. Right. So yeah, but that has I've actually done that. Uh, that has happened with some of the the Hamilton songs because I jotted down. A, I didn't order them, but just I just I went through the I went through the the list and just wrote down. <laughs> If and I also, figured it from watching the, just watching the movie, I don't necessarily know this, the titles. I mean, yeah, I, can, defi- I can guess them. You definitely have to use a. But yeah, uh, it, I don't know why I gave a scrolling motion. But for yeah, that, what but. I'll do is I'll have it playing on my phone over a speaker, and if I'm like, oh, okay, this is one I like. What's the song title? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll make sure I do that over the course of the next week. I really hate. I'll that. listen to Hamilton while reading Hamilton. Yeah, that book is. Uh, longer than we're talking about the the uh, Robin and I bought four copies of the Hamilton biography to give people for Christmas. Uh, so when they arrived, it just looked cool because it yeah. was just a box of Hamilton yeah. books. Because it's, it's like, a oh, pretty, this is what it's like to work at a bookstore. It's a hefty uh, tome, yeah. um, and it is uh, longer even than the Jefferson one that I've been reading. Um, Although in any historical bi- biography like that, the last two hundred pages are notes. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have is. you can kind of stop there. Yeah. Notes and sources and like, hey, we got this from a letter he wrote to his fucking dear aunt, whatever. And I'm not. Yeah, I don't need to know that much. No, no, God, no. You don't want to read that shit. Um, but still, uh, the that's ha- why that's why you wrote the book, not me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or that's what your researchers did, your yeah. interns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because when the, and when they came in, it's like. It's on that super thin paper. Uh-huh. It's got the small print. And like you said, you're like, this is a year-long yeah. deal that you do 20 pages. Uh-huh. But the the my plan for the Jefferson, Jefferson one was to read a chap, try to read a chapter and then kind of, and not be having to pick up mid whatever. Yeah. But the chapters, at least in the Jefferson one, are short enough so that I'm reading a chapter a night. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome because I'm kind of flying through it. Uh, I won't, obviously, I'm not going to finish it by Christmas because that one's <laughs> maybe 500 pages or so. Um, but that's the one that, that's super heavy that I keep fucking dropping on my face. Um, <laughs> yeah, but can't do that. The, 
the Hamilton one is like dense. Yep. Uh, that one's. Yeah, that'll be at the bedside table. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, I I am very much the type of person who has a different book at every sitting spot in the mm. house. Because that's what I'll read when I'm there in that spot. I have different. I have like one of every type of book, kind of yeah. that's just on my bedstand, like or ne- or on the floor next to my bed is actually more appropriate. Like I have that uh, George Pelicanos. Yep, that guy. I've got that one that I'm uh, I don't know, twenty pages into. <laughs> that was one night. Is that King Suckerman? Yeah. Oh, I love that book. Uh, there's just been a horrific murder. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a Pelicanos book. There's usually two Stephen Kings. There's whatever uh, uh, Dark Tower book I'm reading, mm-hmm. and then another one. Yep. Um, the there's usually a a graphic novel of some sort. Oh Jesus! I'll have to talk about that too. What? Um, my my comic book nerd friends and I in January, uh, we're gonna be doing a complete read through. Not like a script read through, but like um, a very, very, very deep dive into Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, wow. Because we're the ones who have been, we've been meeting every week since, Jesus, since March on on Zoom. Jesus is in your comic group? I wish he was. Where like, okay, we started out <laughs> He's by like, reading. It's like that big we deal. started out, uh, my friend Chris got the pick and we read through the Jeff Johns' Flash run. Oh, then, there's good stuff in there. Then Gibran got the pick and we read all the... JSA stuff from back in the early 80s and it was my pick and we read um, The Question and then it was my friend Ben's pick and we're reading uh, Jack Kirby's Fourth World stuff and we had such a kick on it we're like let's start let's do like a big deep dive on something so what we're going to do is each week like first week is going to be issue one of Crisis on Infinite Earth and then a smattering of the crossover books uh, where we're each going to assign ourselves like okay you get Hawkman and Green Lantern. Right. And you read Flash and Batman. And we're going to talk about the main book and then how the tie-ins are. And, you know, whether or not they were worth reading. What this is changing about the DCU. And we've basically... It's going to, it's going to be a video show. We're going to do it for YouTube, apparently. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be super fucking nerdy. <laughs> I'm just going to get that out right now. So... Way nerdier than we we get on most stuff. Oh, because it's gonna be tying. It's gonna be like tying into deep, deep, deep DC shit. But then from there, we're gonna if we like doing it, which we think we're going to do, we're just gonna keep continuing with the next big DC event book and the yeah. next one and the next one. Um, yeah, and just basically almost do like a history of the DC universe over the past thirty years, um, until we're kind of caught up in by like five years from now. Oh, yeah, it's going to take a while. When was yeah. Crisis? 86. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, they don't do huge crossover events all the damn time. But it's, I don't know, it's been kind of reinvigorating because I went back and reread some Infinite Crisis stuff yeah. and some Final Crisis stuff. Because um, that's that's when DC is very interesting to me is when they're doing the big universe changing shit. Yeah. And this was the first time they ever did that. So much shit, it was like, company-wide mandated that you had to have this tie-in and this and I tried to I tried to read every offshoot of the Forever Evil thing yeah and it's exhausting yeah that's why we're splitting it up it's exhausting and we'll be doing like like mini reviews for that like okay in this issue of Batman it tied in this way yeah is it that important 
no, you yeah. can skip it. Yeah. Um, this one's important. Um, and what's really going to be interesting is like Jabron and Chris were reading DC, like Crisis on Infinite Earth back in the day. Like they got, yeah. they were getting. 86, we were reading New Universe and G.I. Joe shit. Right. Um, Ruben's Farmer's Market did not carry the issues of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Right. You know. But they were, they were, they were heavily into it. Whereas Ben and I read it for the first time when it came out in trade around like 1999. Yeah. And haven't read it since. Um, so it's going to get some different perspectives on that shit. You know, like, I didn't care. Well, not the first time I read that half that shit happened. I'm like, oh, yeah, so all, Flash died. Oh, well, he's died a couple times. Hasn't yeah, he? well, that's the thing. You're you're also, uh, it's very different when you read something. It's very different if you watch Goonies for the first time when you're 10 versus if you watch it for the first time when you're 40. Yeah. Uh, or even 25. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I went Goonies there. Because a lot of people watching it for the first time now don't really give a fuck about it. It doesn't hit them the way it hit us. Oh, you know what had Goonies in it? Why I had Goonies on the brain. Wow, this really ties in too. Goonies was the movie playing on the at the drive-in in the first episode of Stargirl, which I watched nice. last night. Nice. Which I was just going to say that you and I were talking about Stargirl before we were recording, and the only reason I have any affinity for Stargirl at all is because I went on mm-hmm. that little quest to read every Forever Evil thing. And she is part of one of the offshoot mm-hmm. limited series comics, and she was a main part of that Forever Evil, that yeah. particular branch of the Forever Evil tree. Yeah. Uh, was uh, a lot of it was she was the focus, and that's why that's why I I watched mm-hmm. that episode last night, and it was Goonies, so it all kind of comes back. All, my, all see, my brain was all, all working comes it, around, man, all working it in the background. But yeah, we're going to start, I think, because we record on Wednesdays, which is New Comic Day. Yep. So we'll record that on 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, on January 6th. Um, I don't know when it will actually hit YouTube, probably a day or two after that. Depends on how good the recording quality is, what needs to be tweaked. Uh, Gibran will be taking care of most of that, so I don't know for sure. I know there's a... But yeah, it's going to be a weekly thing for us. There's a couple settings in Zoom that, um, is it going to be over Zoom? Yeah. Uh, there's a couple settings in Zoom that uh, I've seen people, uh, it might not make sense for, that you might not immediately think of it for podcasting, but stuff that it does with your voice, mm-hmm. um, that if you're podcasting, you should set it to a certain thing. Because I know if we ever wanted to, we could... Because you can get just a raw audio file mm-hmm. of it, which is all I need to mm-hmm. upload onto Podbean um, if we ever did that. But, yeah, there's a couple things you can do. And I, I've i gotten to the point that I am so accustomed to Zoom now and having... I mean, I, I'm on it literally, literally all day I'm on Zoom. Yeah. Um, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Like, the that's just the way it sounds. Uh, so, and also, and listening to a lot of podcasts right now, mm-hmm. like my, the Eagles podcast that I listen to four times a week is just a recorded Zoom call. And it's oh, that yeah. same kind of... that was like some of our worries. Cause like we're, my friend Chris sometimes get glitch, gets glitchy, as does Gibran sometimes. For some reason, Ben and I never get glitchy. Yeah. Even though he's using his computer, I'm using my fucking iPad. Yeah. And Gibran's using an iMac, but yet he'll still get glitchy. Yeah. 
And they're like, well, what if it gets glitchy while recording? I'm like, they all do. Yeah, I don't worry about it. Fucking, I, <laughs> really? I, I listen to the top 10 podcasts all the time, and they're a big podcast. Yep. And they fucking freeze up all the damn time. Where they'll just go like, Matt, you're freezing. You're freezing. June's audio was all fucked up last week on yeah. how did this get made, and that's a huge podcast. Yeah, it just, it happens. People... And she's in the same house. <laughs> it, you're getting a free fucking podcast. Yeah. We're not expecting huge right. production values. And the only reason we're doing it uh, with the visual component is because it's a comic book. Yeah. We're going to want to yeah. talk about specific panels yeah. or stuff, and we want to be able to pull that panel up on screen when we're talking about it, you know? Ooh, are you going to have someone with a digital copy of it that's running the Zoom that can put the panels up, share screen? Yeah. Yeah. Good thinking. Yeah. Because uh, we all have access to the, the, we all have the DC app, so yeah. we'll just be able to pull that page right up. <laughs> so we Speaking of that, we've been trying, <laughs> my mother, uh, this will be a quick story and we can close on this. Always good to end with a barb story. Always, we, we've been trying for, really since the beginning of the pandemic, not trying super hard, but like you guys really need to set, because there's a billion different ways to make video. Like you're, there's, when you go to the thing to make the phone call, you're, one of your options is to just make a video call. There's the mm-hmm. Facebook one, there's yeah. Skype, there's all these different ones that we've said, you know, telling my parents, you know, get yourself hooked up, tell me whatever one you're, pers- you're mm-hmm. comfortable with, and we'll start doing that. Um, and they never have, they never, and, uh, to the point where last week, um, Robin texted, uh, our niece and said, look, cause there, she's going to be there this weekend, set up Grammy with something, whatever is easiest for them to use so that we can do something on Christmas morning. So my mother called the other night and we were talking about other things like when we were going to meet to get swap presents out or whatever. And I said, we need to get you guys some sort of, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of repeated that conversation. And I said, I think Fallon's going to help when she comes up. And mom's like, okay, well, we'll figure something out. And later on in the conversation, she says, she starts talking about this because uh, they're friends of theirs that live in town. Every Christmas, they have this Christmas party where they make uh, seafood chowder and chili. Mm-hmm. And it's like this fun Christmas party thing they do. Well, this year they're doing it virtually, mm-hmm. and he, they're just going to come around and drop off ready to pop in the oven stuff uh, to everybody's house. And she said, and we're going to do it over Zoom. And it took me a second, and I was like, wait, you're, you have used Zoom and you're comfortable with it? And she's like, yeah, we did a test run the other day, and it, and, uh, it worked pretty good, and we didn't have any problems. I was like, mom, we can do that. I yeah. said, that, I do that all day. That's yeah. all I do. And she goes... You can use their Zoom? <laughs> Holy Awesome. Shit. Awesome. She thought that her friends yeah. had some sort of device <laughs> that made this possible. Well, I can get that because you see like the um, the portal ads on TV. <laughs> where, uh, but, yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, when we started doing the comic book thing, we used Facebook, fucking oh, sure. the Facebook yeah. messenger shit, where we just turned it into a video chat. It was to the point where I was confused by what she was even wow, saying. Wow, that's Mom, amazing. I said, yes, Mom, they let us use it. Yeah. <laughs> they mailed already, it to, already they talked ma- to them. They mailed it yeah. to me. As soon as they're done with the party Monday, they're going to put it in the mail. Uh, I said, they just sent you uh, an email with a oh. link, right? She's like, yeah. I said, well, that's all I have to do. And I can just set the camera up 
in the living room and just leave the meeting open. Yeah. Because with my, the, I, I'll just use my school account and you don't have the time limit. So yeah. you can just well, pop the, in whenever you want. Just to, I mean, this has, my, my mother and I were talking last time we, we talked about their cable bill and how cable is so outrageous right now. Yeah. I'm like, well, mother, why don't, why don't I just get you a uh, Roku for yeah. Christmas? And she's like, well, what's that? And I told her, she's like, well, yeah, but then will Bob be able to watch his ice trucker shows? I'm like, yeah, we'll just download whatever channel that's on. We'll download their app onto the Roku. But then how do we watch the shows? I'm like, you, you highlight that channel. I'm like, because Bob likes watching certain shows. I'm like, he could watch all of those seasons back to back to back to back to back to back yeah. if he wanted to. Without so ever having to... Wait for when it was on? Yeah. She's like, well, but then what about my shows? I'm like, well, we'll download that Same channel. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's the beauty of this, is that yeah. if, you like, if you like watching AMC or TLC or whatever the fuck channels... You can put them as a channel on the Roku, and then you can just watch whatever the fuck is on that channel yep. all you want. I get the uh, the simplicity of having everything all in one place, but the difference in price is such It's staggering. Is... Yeah. Well, yeah, when she told me what she's paying for cable, I'm just like, yeah. all you watch two channels. You, Every yeah. time I'm over there, Bub is watching fucking whatever, Pickers show the or A&E, Ice Road Truckers. The A&E channel is probably two ninety nine a month. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, or whatever it is. I'm like, we you know? get you a Roku, and you could get pretty much anything you want for less than 50 bucks. Unless it's HBO. But even then, that's <laughs> HBO's pretty cheap. But it's not on, no. Oh, it HBO, is now. Oh, it is? HBO Max, oh, cool. thir- Thursday, HBO Max went on. Yeah, they finally reached a deal. Good. It's still, I guess, like the Fire Stick or something. One of the oh. one of the other things that's still not owned. But yeah, they signed the agreement on Thursday. And like Good. by the end of the day, I was able to upgrade my HBO Now to HBO Max on the Roku. Because there hasn't been... Because doing it on the PlayStation 4 sucked. Oh, yeah. It did not run well. No. Although I find Disney Plus doesn't run well on the PS4. Yeah. Um, but whatever. A lot of times, if I go to... If I try to go to Mandalorian from... From the top banner, it freezes and bricks. I have to shut it off and turn it back on again. But whatever. All right, so we'll be back uh, probably in two weeks with Tenet and uh, Wonder Woman. Goals and Wonder Woman. And I'll have to come up with some sort of yearly goals centered around movies because I really slacked on movies this year. I didn't. I don't know how many I've watched, but it's not that many. I'm nearing 400. Oh my god! I'm. I'm. I bet I didn't watch 50. I am. I just noticed it the other day. I'm at like 384. So now I'm like, well, shit. I've got to get to four. Now you've got to get to four. Because I don't think I've ever gotten to four before. I know I've, I've hit 300 before. Back in the days, I'd write them all down in a notebook. Yeah. Before, you know, our app of the year. It might, win, it might win uh, this year as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> <laughs> but this, is there a number when you go to your diary? No, it doesn't tell you. No, diary. but if you go to your yearly stats. Can you do that on the app? Yeah. Where is it? Uh, Go to your scroll. Nope. Profile? Yeah, go to your profile. And scroll to the bottom. Scroll to the bottom. And the stats. And pick 2020. Yeah. 84. That's more than I thought, I guess. I was, well. One review. You suck. I know. I just, I. I only write like one sentence reviews. Yeah, but. and I, every time I, I figure I'm going to start doing that, I don't. I could actually go back. There's no, no reason I can't go back through. Wow, I've watched 84 movies this year. That's more than I thought. Mm, good job. Well, and I, but I think it's that ne- I never used to catalog rewatches before. Ah. But I've started cataloging re- rewatches. Yeah, Does I it am... break that down for you? It must. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like here, we're on mine. 
Boy, I did the lion's share at the beginning of the year, though. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> you can tell exactly when Andrew and I, like, moved into the house. Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> and, like, when, Octo- when October was. Um, But, yeah, if you scroll, like, there, it'll be watches, rewatches. I'm about 50-50. I am 48.7% rewatches. Yeah, me too. 51.3% new watches. Um, <laughs> 2020 releases versus older, though. Yeah, yeah. That's My 2020 releases different. are 7%. <laughs> reviewed, not reviewed. And yeah, but and still, it, it it's always going to be messed up if I watch any Marvel movies. They dominate the top of my yeah lists. That's another thing we'll have to do is is uh, a go a good um, letterbox review of what a, all of our lists and yeah. directors and stuff. Uh, that would be after fun. I get through uh, after I pass all the Marvel stuff. Yeah, mine are not surprising based on watching a majority of ninety films. Yeah, a lot of uh, Giovanni Sh- Joel, Joel Schumacher shows up a lot as a director. A lot of uh, Ethan Embry. Uh, so, no, but I've got uh, J.T. Walsh, John Turturro, Steve Buscemi, yeah. Kevin Corrigan. I mean, Brad Pitt showed up a bunch. Um, Parker Posey. <laughs> well, you did like a, a Brad Pitt week, though, right? Yeah. So that took care of a lot of that. Yeah, it did. All right, well, we'll be back in a couple weeks then. All right, bye.